Hello and welcome to the Appertons Family Podcast. My name is Amy Polinich and I'm the creator of Appertons Families where I help mamas to live simply, birth simply and parent simply. In this series, I discuss with my beautiful Appertons mamas their birth stories in attempt to expose the real and raw truth about birth and bring light to a wide variety of birth experiences out there from natural vaginal births to epidurals, cesarean sections and home birth and everything in between. This is birth story number one, and I thought, who better to kick off this series than my own mama telling me and my audience about her birth experience with myself and my siblings. Hello, Marge Mess. Thank you for joining me on the Appertons Family Podcast today. (laughs) You're welcome, Amy. Yes. So we are here to talk about birth stories. And I thought, who better to get on for my first birth story podcast than my own mother, talking about not only my birth, but my brother's and sister's birth. So I'm really excited to talk about it today. Great. Even though I think I've heard these stories probably a million times, but that's okay. We can hear it for everyone else to hear now. So um, give a bit of a backstory, I guess, to start with on like how old we are so people get an idea of the era you were sort of having your babies in. Sure. So it was definitely the 90s. So yes. I had Hannah in 93. She's 27. I had yourself in 95 mm-hmm. and you're 25. And then I had Dane in 2000. Mm-hmm. He's 20 now. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So things are probably quite different back then to what they are today, do you think? Like from the stories you've heard me talk about and things? Yes, they are. Although... I know there's a lot of similarities as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah fair call, fair call. So um, you, your first was Hannah, and how old were you when you had Hannah? I was 30. Yes, and yes. you were with Dad, who you're still with, yeah. and um, what did you guys do to prepare yourself for that birth? Either so, you or both of you? Yeah, so we both um, went to a prenatal class. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a private one. Um, mm-hmm. With, you know, a bunch of other couples. And, um, yeah, that was really great. Being our first child, um, we didn't really know what to expect. So there was some good Mm. preparation Mm -hmm. um, with that. You know, lots of stories and um, good positions to practice. Mm. Um, Way Oh, we had the movies. Mm. (laughs) Um, And I think it was um, also... Uh, different methods they talked about that you could try. I actually didn't do some of them, but trying to like rub oils into around the vagina to stretch it and things like that. Um, they did talk about that. I didn't kind of worry about that, but yes. there was just like a, a few different things they, um, you know, talked about. And also um, was a lot about natural birth and, um, different things to help with the process you know like maybe having some you know nice gentle music and Mm. ice chips and Mm -hmm. um, having a birthing plan was important Mm. that your partner knew uh, what you wanted Mm -hmm. and so they could be supportive um, you know if you weren't sure or if you kind of lost focus yeah yeah, yeah, or if you're in the heat of the moment, I guess as well, it's nice when 
like when you do go into a hospital or a birth center or whatever, when the midwives need to talk to you, that your husband can respond for you because yes. he is aware as well as you. Yes, that's right. Mm. So that's interesting. So did you say that were these Lamar's classes? Have you talked? No, about they they're not. They weren't Lamar's. I don't know whether they do Lamar's in Australia. I think that might be more of an American thing. Fair call. I'm yeah, but sure. these were just called. Um, prenatal classes yeah I can't remember the exact name of it but it was just through a um a private lady who used to run it from her like rumpus was she a midwife do you know not as far as I remember yeah 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 that's cool that actually sounds like that actually sounds like a really holistic type of uh prenatal class doesn't it Mm, that's really cool like I love how they focused on the naturalness of birth and they didn't necessarily have to go off onto the tangents of what can just go wrong. Yeah, see, um, when I was going through the hospital too, uh, at the particular hospital I went to, which was in Sydney, they had a birthing centre there. Epic. So um, that was two rooms. Mm -hmm. And when you first uh, started your appointments, they asked you whether, you know, that's something you're interested in or if you wanted to just go through... Yeah the normal maternity ward and I did show an interest in that and so we were focusing down that road and I think maybe that was even suggested this particular class was suggested from my appointments with the midwives fantastic I think Mm. that's great because I know at my hospital we don't really as much refer people to private companies we can only Mm. sort of refer them to our own services and I think that gets into the legalities of it but um, yes that's really nice that they're referred you to an actual holistic birth class. Yes. And the fact that they offered a birth centre is so cool. Yes, that's yeah. right. That's right. So I don't know whether there was a few things offered, but that was convenient. Yeah. And when it turned out that I did go there, there was some people, there was a couple there that I knew from a long time ago. So that ah. just made it a really kind of bit of a fun, yeah. nice thing. And um, we had our babies around the same time. So Because that community, hey, yeah, yeah, is so important. That mm. community is so important with mothers and dads too, families yes. in general. that's right. Yeah, that's so awesome. And um, just on the topic, seeing as we're here doing a birth story, you referred to in those classes that stories were told. Do you mean like actual birth stories and like videos and stuff? Yes, we had some videos. I'm sure we had some videos, but look, I'm talking 27 years ago or 28 yeah. years ago. Um, yeah, so there was videos and I'm sure she had her own stories, but as I say, I can't remember totally, totally. too much detail. Yeah. I just wonder because I guess that's the whole point of me starting this podcast is to get out there all different types of birth stories, all different types of births. So all women know that even if what they experienced was super, super hectic, it is somewhat normal in the scheme of all the women yes. giving birth every day. So that's right. you know, there's, there's positive, empowering birth stories. There's women who had a really hard time and are quite traumatized by their birth story. And I sort of want to get all the positive and negative experiences out there, not mm. just one or the other, because... Um, I think sometimes either one can feel silenced in certain scenarios where they feel like they can't talk about it and can't, um, yeah, I guess debrief their own experience, especially if they haven't necessarily got a supportive partner to debrief it with yes. or haven't had the opportunity at the hospital. So, mm. um, yeah, that's one interesting. Of, yeah, one of the other things they did talk about too, which I forgot, was the um, having the water births in the, in the tubs. Oh. So... I didn't end up doing that, but 
the other friend who I went with, she had yeah. her three children in the at the birth center in the in the in the wow. spa tub there. What position did you have had? Uh, oh, I was kneeling over the bed on a beanbag. Like so at the end, how yeah, good. yeah. How good? Nearly I couldn't. A beanbag. I couldn't imagine having it any other way. To yeah. be honest, was, did you sort of throughout your labour? I know it's hard to remember. Throughout your labour, do you think you maybe swapped over different positions or uh... with her? With her, no, I don't think so. I think once yeah. I was in heavy labour, I was just in that position. Wow, interesting. Yeah. I think it's a lot um, easier to be kind of leaning on something and having that downward motion. Absolutely, working with gravity. Mm. And I think especially if you enter labour in the right position, as in like, um, sorry, babies in the right position in your uterus, then you are a lot more able to stay in that position. Whereas I think women who their poor babies are in... Um, not quite an optimal position for birth. They're having to do so much moving around when mm. obviously you could see how they really wouldn't feel like it. Yes. But to move that pelvis and move that baby into the right position yes, um, can, yeah, can be super difficult. But I just did have a um, memory then too, mm. is um, I think... God, I'm trying to remember which one. Mm. I think it was Hannah... It took her a while for her, so I think I did have to get on my back at one stage because they had to put those monitors ah, on my stomach. On your belly. Oh, so you had a CTG with Han? Yeah. Was that still in the birth centre then? It was in the birth centre. Ah, okay. Yes. And but, what, why was uh, that? Pretty sure. I'm just trying to remember. Yeah. Or, or was it afterwards that I did that? Oh, this. Now, I'm sure, yeah, they did listen. Oh, they just wanted to check that her heart rate was okay yeah and that she wasn't in distress is that because maybe your waters were broken for a while or you were in like actual labor for a i while? was in labor yeah okay. the waters didn't break quickly with her okay. but then i think it was okay and then we went back to it okay so yes. then you got off the ct yes yeah oh that's great that they did that yeah like I, I don't know if it's just different circumstances now but these days once it's on in labor it just stays on oh really yeah forever no. until, until baby's born yeah i just think it was a bit of a long labor so they were just checking that yeah. everything was okay and then cool good yeah on yeah good on i think birth centers are great i really wish we had a birth center opportunity because it's sort of like full-on hospital birth or home birth which obviously comes with its own you know risks and stigmas mm. and stuff like that did you ever consider a home birth no no <laughs> it doesn't surprise me <laughs> cool so then um you did that with Han you both threw on the beanbag like a legend and then she came up onto your chest and correct me if I'm wrong you had trouble with your placenta coming out that's right or your placenta came out but then you kept bleeding no it was no the placenta the placenta wasn't coming out right so um as I'd been kind of taught, I put her straight on the breast to try Imagine. to get the natural hormones Absolutely. to help get it away, but it wasn't working. So then they said, oh, do you want to have the, is it oxytocin they yeah. give you? Yeah. Do I want to have that? So I got a jab of that and mm-hmm. it still wouldn't mm-hmm. come out, which was a shame. Um, so that's, at that stage, I had to go into mm-hmm. the operating theatre or whatever yeah. it was to get that removed. Yeah. 
fair call, mm. fair call. Yeah, that's that's always a bit of a, especially after such a beautiful natural birth, it kind of... It was a real letdown. Yeah, yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's hard. And then you still have to go under the GA, you're still waking up all groggy, trying to look after this baby when you're half asleep and that's Yeah, really and I was on a drip and... Yeah. 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 yeah, then you got, yeah, you're trying to breastfeed, you've got all these things hanging out of your arms. Yeah. It's, it's definitely difficult, but like, what a cool birth experience, especially for your first one. Mm. Like, that is such an achievement, hey? Mm. That's awesome. And Hannah birthed, and when you were trying to birth your placenta and you had her on the chest and were breastfeeding her, did she pick it up pretty quick, or what do you think? If you don't remember, it's fine. I don't as really well. remember. Yeah. I don't really remember. Yeah. I remember being at the hospital and having the nurse helping me with attachment and yeah, yeah. After the fact, but yeah, in that moment, yeah. Who knows? You know, I, don't, knows? I didn't know what I was doing. Totally <laughs> fair call, fair call. Yeah. I'm really impressed that you actually knew that to birth your placenta, you need to attach your baby and get those hormones. Yeah, that's such a cool like. Yeah. Need to know about like what a great um, yeah. Class so whether they was. taught me at the class or yeah, I was reading a lot of books as well. Yeah, true. So true. Yeah, true. So then after that, did you have um, postnatally? Did you have much of a community of mummers around you, or did you join groups to find that community? Or yeah, so I did. Um, we had a little bit of a mothers group uh, with some of the ladies that we did the class with. But that didn't um, that didn't sustain mm. for too many months. But I did remain friends with um, Mar- Margie, who mm. I kind of knew before, and we would catch up over the you know yeah. once every couple of months or whatever. So that yeah. was really nice. But then I had another close girlfriend who had a baby a couple of months later, which was Cindy and she had Jake. Oh, yes. Yeah, and so we had a little bit of a thing going and then one of her friends did. and Yeah. um, So we had our own little group and then from – we used to go to a baby healthcare centre and I think it was the one that uh, Cindy went to. She was uh, asked by the nurse there whether – she would mind getting together with some other new mums that were in the area. So Amazing. we got together and because we were all um, we we're all a little bit older, like in our thirties, yeah, um, and it was all kind of first babies. It was just really good. So what you know, a rare like situation, yeah. You know, and we so we bonded with these other women. So there was a few of us that knew each other beforehand, but we bonded with these other women and. We stayed friends with them. We had a mother's group, which then when the kids got older, morphed into like a, um, what do they call it? Um, play group? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it became the play group and then just kind of really um, kept friends. Cindy still does keep, keep in contact. I'm in a different state, so and I don't what, so much. Years later, I'm yes, like, How I know. And then a couple of years ago when I was down in Sydney, um, I caught up with the girls too, like a few of them I think still. I remember that actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How so, cool yeah. So you know, it's some of those friendships you make. We had such a, we had such a cool play group. Yeah. You know, it wasn't about the kids, which is yeah. probably not really right. <laughs> it was all about the mums. Absolutely. The kids were good; they would play, but we would just Absolutely. catch up and. That's it. You know, 
How special. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I think it's, um, yeah, it's obviously necessary and fun for the kids, but I think it's almost more necessary for the mummers to have that play group, as you call it. That's um, right. Yeah. Where we could offload. Absolutely. We could complain. We could talk about our kids' illnesses and yeah. problems. And my kids doing this. Is this normal? Yeah. And then, you know, there was a, there was always that little bit of competitiveness. Oh, such and such was working, walking first or whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But, um, but it was, yeah, that's just well. human nature. Exactly. But they were like a really nice bunch of um, ladies. Yes. Yeah. How cool. How mm. cool. That's awesome. Okay, so then um, you did that with Han, and then it was about two years later that you had me almost yes, for the day. That's right. And um, did you feel the need um, to do any birth preparation for me, or what do you reckon? Not really. Yeah, <laughs> fair call. I was fairly busy mm. Uh, mm. just doing my mumming thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you weren't working before me, were you? No, no. Yeah. So I was off work. Um, so I worked up to her like a couple of days before I had Hannah. Wow. And then, yeah, and then I had Hannah and then I was still feeding her up until I was about three or four months pregnant with you. Awesome. So then, Did you notice your milk change? No. Wow. I could have, I think in, in hindsight I would have continued on longer. Right. But I was just wondering, worried whether it was going to cause issues yeah. or whatever. I didn't know. So I just thought I will. You know, yeah, she'd had it for a fair while. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, pretty much two years. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, like, you definitely didn't um, do the wrong thing in cutting it off when you yeah. did. But um, I wonder, yeah, because we I've, I've seen occasionally tandem feeding. It's definitely not that common. <laughs> yeah. But then also they say nipple stimulation brings on labour, right? So we don't recommend mama ah. start expressing milk until after thirty-seven weeks. So. Um, I wonder if there's any, actually any studies that show, you know, when your toddler's still breastfeeding and you're pregnant, if mm. those women tend to give birth earlier, give birth earlier like mm. have prem labors. But I wonder if there's even enough sort of people to create this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, cool. And did you feel, so for my birth, um, I, I do recall you saying that my birth was the easiest, which doesn't surprise me. It definitely me. was, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, do you like? Did you feel at all at a disadvantage because you hadn't freshly done classes or anything, or you felt fine? You were doing your thing, all that. Um, no, I didn't feel disadvantaged, but I didn't mm. really kind of think about it too much, to Fair be cool. honest. I think that's key sometimes, just chill out and stop thinking about it too much. Stop overthinking everything, go with it, believe in your body. Yes, that's right. And I think having done it before, even though I knew how much it hurt, um, it it wasn't as new to me. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you think it is? So, to be honest, I get really intrigued to have my own babies just so I can see if my theories are actually at all sort of symmetrical to what happens so yes I can understand that so people like different words for it whether it be pain or sensation or pressure or whatever right so sometimes I wonder just because it's such a strong sensation that we have never felt before and it can Mm. be super overwhelming do you still think it's 100% like it's painful it's sore or do you just think it's so overwhelming and strong that we almost perceive it as that? Okay, so 
like there's the different stages. Mm. Um, you know, the, the contractions to begin with, it's just like a, it's, it's like a little spasm. It right. doesn't really, I wouldn't call it pain. Yeah. But it's a feeling. Yeah. Um, like a tightening and, mm. and that type of thing. Uh, as you go on further, you do, um, it just depends. Like when I had you, it was more of a feeling I could feel you coming and um, the pain that's involved is the, is the stretching. Right, of like the vagina. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a burn. Right. You know, when, you mean, so when you're at 10 centimetres and you still, so your cervix is 10 centimetres and but we still got to descend through the vagina, is it that part or is it the actual, like when the head's sort of reaching the outside? Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I think it's the, the, the yeah. skin. Yes. You know? So that was the worst part for you? I think so. Wow. I, I think so. Mm. I just remember, I think it was, because I only did it with Hannah, I didn't want to do it with the others, but they were... The midwives are so excited because they say, oh, Hannah's crowning. You know, she was crowning. And they said, do you want to have a look? And I had a look and I thought, there was like, it was still a long way to go and I wasn't keen. I thought, <laughs> they were so excited. I thought, oh, I'm nearly there, but I wasn't nearly there. Oh, my gosh, how <laughs> devastating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, I suppose it's just, you know, the, the truth of the matter is, is you've got this hole that's a certain size and you've got to get something bigger through that hole absolutely <laughs> pushing a triangle out of the square isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely okay interesting yeah it's so, it's so funny talking to different women some perceive the contractions as the worst part some perceive the actual pushing from the head being at like 10 centimeters like at you know the station and then getting all the way down to the outside is the hardest part and some perceive the skin stretching so mm, I, for me that I felt that was that was probably the most difficult I think when I had you I didn't have that as much because probably I'd had the previous yes um birth, birth so yeah. it mm. was easier mm-hmm. for that to happen um and yeah you were you were definitely an easier birth. Mm. I'm wondering whether, because I know I've saw that one of your workshops yeah. or your webinar that oh, you yeah. did, and I'm wondering whether you were just in that right position to come out easily. Yeah. And maybe when I had Hannah, she wasn't in that right position. Maybe. And maybe having had the previous birth, was able you were able to engage better. Absolutely, second time babies. They engage better, the contractions come on easier, the baby, your body sort of knows how to guide baby out because mm. it's done it before mm. and everything stretches way easier as yes. well. But did they, um, I'm grasping at straws here, don't feel like you have to remember, did they talk about position before birth or you don't really remember it being much of a factor? Um, well, they'd always have a look, you know, when you went for your pre-visits, they'd always yeah. have a look at what position. Yeah. Um, I think when you have your first baby, it doesn't engage mm-hmm. until you actually go through labour. Is that right? Uh, it just depends. Depends, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't think Hannah did. But you engaged a lot earlier. Interesting. Yeah. See, I guess... Um, I'm not really sure speaking, what engaging even no, is. that's a fair call. Fair call. Generally speaking, that's interesting because first-time baby usually engages earlier at like 38 weeks-ish 
and hangs out in the pelvis. So engaging his baby's head, entering the pelvis. Okay. So um, the first time baby should engage at about 38-ish weeks and hang out in the pelvis for a while before labor even starts. Okay. And that the idea of that is to soften the cervix and get it nice and ripe in those few weeks leading up oh, to birth. Oh, okay. Maybe I had it the wrong way around then. Maybe. Good, Maybe. Good, yeah. Because then quite often, um, uh, second baby and onwards, they sort of just pop in and out of the pelvis as they Oh, please, okay. And then they sort of go in and lock a load and then labor okay. starts. They yes. tend to not linger in the pelvis without labor just automatically starting, which okay. I think is really interesting. Mm. Um, cool. So then you had me and you breastfed me, obviously. Mm. Yes. yes. And I was a little wet back that gave you mastitis. Yes. Yeah. None of the others did. Um, uh, not that I remember. Maybe little bits of it, but yeah. not, you're the only one that I got sick with. Yeah. With it. Yeah. And that's just because you weren't as good a feeder as the other two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I can't bloody keep up with them now, can I? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, cool. Okay, and then it was five years later. You had Dane. Yes, hey? five years later. Great. So, and at the same hospital. Same hospital. Same yeah. Hospital. So, in the lead up to Dane, was it same again? You sort of felt like third time round, it's all good. I'm not uh, like not any prep classes or anything like that. No. No, that's no. fine. You no. just knew it. You just yeah. knew you trusted your body. That's what you need to do. Absolutely. So then, um, yeah, pregnancy was fine with Dane? Yeah. Um, no problem with Dane at all. Yeah. Um, no, it was pretty... Oh, actually, um, in the beginning I had... I didn't... I shouldn't say I had morning sickness because I never actually threw up, but I used to feel sick quite a bit mm. with Dane, whereas I didn't with, with you girls. Interesting. Yeah, it was just like certain things. I was doing a lot of dry reaching, mm. like when I was cutting up chicken and oh. like having to prep food and look after you guys quite often. I was just yeah. There was a few, there was a few smells and things that just turned my stomach that oh. I just couldn't deal with. Yeah, cool, mm. cool. I wonder if that's that old wives' tale with the whole males getting morning sickness and females don't. Is that a thing? I don't know. And then sometimes it works the other way. Yeah, so, I wasn't I sure what way it was. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's just a, might be a hormonal thing. I'm not sure. Probably is. Yeah, it's all, it's all probably sort of rubbish. And sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, okay, cool. But and no, he was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was good. He was a harder labour because he was bigger. How big was he? Uh, he was nine pound nine. What's that in kilos, do you think? It's over four four kilos wow that's yeah. a decent sized bulb yeah 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 whereas you were 3.3 3 and that was i think seven pound 12 yeah and that was the same as hannah yeah but um yeah he was quite a bit bigger yeah definitely so that was definitely. a bigger head he was it was all going pretty easy but then it was just that last bit he took a lot a long time to come out i wonder if that was that 10 centimetre dilation that actually getting that head down the vagina. It was, yeah, yeah. it was that head. It was a big head. Oh, hectic. Yeah. So and when he came out, you could see his face. It was all kind of <laughs> squished. <laughs> he had a flat nose so and he had this cute. big, big wrinkle across the top of his nose because yeah. he'd obviously been just sitting there. And he was so... <laughs> I think that's so cute when they come out like that. Hey? Yeah. So smooshing. You're like, oh, you poor thing. <laughs> 
Like claustrophobic. Claustrophobic. Yeah. So claustrophobic. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, cool. And you birthed him and that was not a trouble in the same position? In the same position, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now tell me, so you weren't enticed into the bath for the first two, is that right? Oh, that's right, yeah. But I did get in with him because I thought, oh, my friend had done it and she like swore by it. So yeah. I said, they said, oh, do you want anything special? And I said, oh, yeah. How about I get in? I wouldn't mind trying the bath, but yeah. they filled the bath. I got into the bath, and I thought, no, nah. yeah, <laughs> I just yeah. wasn't comfortable. It wasn't the fact of being in water, but I think it was the hard surfaces, and I yeah. just couldn't. I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to sit or Absolutely. place myself to be in a comfortable position. Maybe it was because I just got so used to being lying over the bed on the beanbag. I felt supported, but in the bath, I just. Yeah. I don't know, I just... That's why sometimes I even wonder with the baths if the blow-up ones that, like, home births and stuff use are comfier than the actual ones we have at the hospital because they're just porcelain. But those blow-up ones, if you lent on the side, the whole... All the no, water would come out. Dirty. Oh, are they? They're pretty sturdy. Like, women full lean on them. Oh, do they? they? Like, sit on them and everything. Oh, and okay. They're sturdy. All right. just inflatable. Okay. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. It'd be pretty good on the mess and everything, too. Yeah. Mm. That's why I wouldn't have one of one of the reasons I wouldn't have one at home. But. Could you imagine me having home birth here? I think Lockie would lose his nut. <laughs> You'd never get that blood <laughs> out of the tile. <laughs> out of the grout. Yeah. It'd, never, it'd never come out. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, cool. I did have a question then. So we're going to cut out this bit here. 28, 35. Um, what was my question? So, um, and then did you breastfeed Dane? Yes, I did. Yes, yeah. amazing. Okay, too easy cruiser. Awesome. So it all yeah. sounds very lovely. And it's funny because when I like entered this whole midwifery world, all I'd heard of was your births. So I didn't really think anything different. I didn't think anything traumatic. I didn't think anything necessarily painful. It was all just like, we're women, we get pregnant, and we both have babies. And that's that. And then since entering the world and, you know, seeing, seeing and hearing about all this birth trauma and the intervention and all this sort of stuff, it's been really interesting to learn about in these poor young women who become pregnant and they come to me and they're so scared and traumatized because their mothers and their grandmothers have told them all these crazy stories and, you know, said how they felt like they were ripping in half and all this stuff. And they have come in with such a ingrained story in their mind about what they're going to Mm. expect it's really hard I think to change that view on that which I think is a big part of why Mm. I want to do this yes as well so um I'm going to ask you some questions so in order as like a quick response so these sort of quick questions whatever the first thing to come to mind it doesn't have to be super in-depth so in your opinion, to birth simply, what is your biggest tip for mamas out there? Um, biggest tip. 
Just don't put too much expectation on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, just okay. go with it as it goes. Yeah. Um, take the advice of the professionals around you mm. for safety, mm-hmm. you know, for the safety of yourself and the baby. Um, mm. Yeah, and just, um, yeah, don't go in with too many preconceived ideas. Absolutely. Stay positive. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Good call. Good call, Mum. I like all those things. And um, what's your biggest tip to parent simply? Oh, not to get too worried, mm-hmm. particularly about other people's expectations. So true. I really like that one. Mm. Who gives a crap what anyone else thinks about your yes. kid? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, just do the best you can. Mm. You can only do what you can do. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Good call. Good call. Now, um, what was the hardest um, thing to give up in your pregnancy? Was it cheeses or was it ch- uh, not chocolate, um, coffee, or was it alcohol? Well, when I was pregnant, there wasn't the whole thing about cheeses and fish and things like you can't have. There was the alcohol. We knew we right. couldn't drink much. But mm. back in those days... They used to say, oh, you know, you can have a shandy or you can have a, have a beer really? or a glass of wine. It <laughs> so wasn't, funny. there wasn't the total ban. Wow. Uh, but to be honest, I wasn't, I didn't drink much. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I was, um, I was smoke. I did smoke occasionally before I was pregnant with Hannah. And as soon That's as I got right. pregnant with her, I stopped completely. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. And I haven't smoked since so legend that was a good thing um but it wasn't hard because it just made me feel sick anyway so i yeah i just and i just didn't want to be smoking as a pregnant mum so totally just like i was nearly given up anyway so that was easy but that wasn't really as i said like we could have cheeses yeah <laughs> i might sneak a piece of cheese in every now and then I reckon, oh god i could it's yeah hard. yeah no. because that wasn't even a yeah and we came out fine. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even a thing. Yeah. Um, I remember, see, it wasn't, isn't it funny? Because I was just, I suppose I was just listening to my body because the things that I probably shouldn't have, I didn't feel like having. Amazing. So I kind of went off coffee, particularly yeah. with Dane. I went off coffee and tea and I'm a huge coffee and tea drinker. Yeah. A huge tea drinker at least. Yeah. And I would just have peppermint tea because I was feeling off all the time. And peppermint wow. tea. Settling. Settling my stomach. So, yeah, I suppose there was nothing really that I found I was doing without that I didn't want to have. How cool. I had chocolate. If I wanted chocolate, I had chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just... Absolutely. Which I guess there's no, um, still no thing against chocolate at all. I think pregnant women would petition if we had a <laughs> chocolate yes. in the hospital. Like, oh, I need it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And um, what was your weirdest pregnancy craving out of all three of us? Did you have any weird no, ones? No, really weird ones. I really yeah. craved fresh, fresh oranges, wow. tomatoes, anything like citrusy a bit ah, acidic yeah it just was i used to love cold cold and fresh that's i remember that the acidic. i wonder if that's to do with like your ph sort of changing and mm, your body trying to yeah like a homeostasis sort of thing that's interesting 
cool. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, but no eating dirt or anything like that. No, no. Or Vegemite. That would be the worst one. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Mum. You're welcome. I'll have you again soon for another topic. (laughs) Oops. Oh, that is it for today's birth story. I really hope you enjoyed and gained some insight on how to live simply, birth simply, and parent simply. The biggest takeaway for me from this podcast was how important thorough, natural-based antenatal education is for a simple birth experience, which led to this month's article being about the evidence on childbirth education and how it can benefit families and their birth experiences. So if you're interested, head over to my blog or more so my actual childbirth education workshop held here on the Sunshine Coast. Just head to my workshop page on my website. Thank you so much for supporting Appetence Families and I'll catch up with you soon.